training a child in the way they should go. Let me tell you something, okay? I'm telling you this. The world wants us to think that we're insignificant, okay? Oh, you're Christian. Oh, you're religious people. No, it's not about religion. It's about a living faith in me that can move a mountain. That's what it's about. It, it, let me explain it like this. It's, it's about, you know, that impossible situation that everyone says it's totally impossible. Yeah, well, my case is different. It's not impossible with me. My case is totally different. Are you with me, everyone? I've got two people saying amen. Are you with me this morning? Our case is different. We live with the power of God in us. And God manifests in and through our lives. That's what that means. So briefly, I give you this, okay? And I'm going to be brief. But I do want us to have this. Five points. We prayed about it. And we said, okay, there's five areas in life. Five areas in life. That if people stick to these five areas in life, this is a map for success in the future. You want success in the future? Do you want that success in the future? I have a roadmap to success right here. This is a roadmap to success. It says living in faith every day, life. This booklet has changed lives. Many people have told me that this has changed lives in a very powerful way. There's five points in there. Each of those points has three scriptures. So it's so simple. This is what we're going to go through very quickly. Point one. You see it says one on the page. Everyone with me? It says one. Okay, this is the first of those five points, right? Living in faith every day at the top, it says this, means spending time every morning and evening, even if it's just a few minutes, to worship, pray, and study the Bible. It's a rhythm of life. It's God first. I'm talking, about a, I'm talking now about a roadway, to a map for success in life. I'm talking about a map for the success that God has called you to, a destiny in God. Amen? This is, this is what this is. It says in John 4, 24, I worship God every morning and evening. God is spirit, and they that worship him worship him in spirit and in truth. So I worship him in the morning, in the evening. You know, in the Old Testament, I mentioned earlier about the Jewish neighborhood. I tell you this, in the Old Testament what they would do is they would have three main times of prayer. And in the book of Acts, which is the book of the history of the church, you find that the, the disciples were still maintaining those times of prayer. Let me explain it like this. Pentecost. At Pentecost, the Holy Spirit comes. At what time does he come? It's the time of prayer. He comes in the morning, 9 o'clock. The times were 9, 12, and 3. Jesus prays his last prayer at what time? The time of the afternoon prayer. It's there in the book of Acts. But most of the church don't see it because they're not really reading it. They think they know what it says, but they don't know what it says. Because the implicit in that book is a whole array of a timetable for life with God. And it's there, written within the book, implicitly. Please, when you read the book of Acts, ask yourself the question, what does that time mean? What does this mean? How could that be? And you'll find a rhythm of prayer. 9, 12, 3 was the rhythm of daily prayer. That was a pattern of success and life with God. 
So God is saying to us today, listen, hey, if you just go as you are, like go, just go natural and relaxed, okay, in life, you've got a pathway to failure. You've got a pathway to lack, okay? You'll have lack. You'll have constant lack with no hope of, uh, and you'll have lack and failure. That's the just drifting along. But if you want a pathway to success and power and the miraculous of God, this is it. It is this every morning, okay? Worship God every morning and evening. Point two, I pray to God every morning and evening. I study the Bible every morning and evening. Even if it's a small amount, living in faith every day. Point two is this, means serving the ministry of my church. It means by discovering my gifts and talents, by developing a servant heart, by accepting the Bible as my foundation for life. I really want to preach on this for a long time and give you testimonies after testimony, but I haven't, I'm not going to do that this morning. I'll just move on. But you see how important those things are. Take this book home and think on it, please. It's a roadmap to success. Okay? Point three means protecting the unity of my church. The world, okay, the flesh and the devil want to split apart the church. They want to cause arguments, disruption, uh, little difficulties, silly things. Okay, but we're not going to do that. We're going to have complete unity. I'm so happy to hear about Raj's church. I couldn't make it, but I ordained Raj in um, Warrington. Um, I think it was three years ago in January now. And the church is going so well. And uh, I'm so happy. I'm going to visit them, God willing, in January. We're going to go and visit Raj and the, and the fellowship there. Um, but living in faith every day means protecting the unity of my church, acting in love towards others by refusing to use harmful words, by following the leaders. Death and life are in the power of that tongue. Okay, so we will speak faith words. I will speak positive words and allow that to shape our future. Um, the words of our mouths are so powerful. What's the point? Let me ask you this question. What's the main purpose of words? Sorry? To produce. It's not communication. It's not communication. I know that because I've read Genesis. Genesis, God spoke the world's into existence. So the first time something appears in the Bible, you know that's its main purpose. God spoke the world's into existence. Jesus says, speak to your mountain and move it. So I know that the purpose of words really is to create. There's power in those words, especially if you have faith in that reality. Great power in words to move mountains. Um, and so you see silly little conversations. No, we don't play games. It's, it's the truth we have. Um, by refusing those words. Okay, the fourth point means this, sharing the responsibility for my church by praying for its growth and development, by inviting the non-church and others to attend, by accepting one another. Well, it's, it's wonderful. We have churches connected to us, dotted around this area, as you know. But look, there's empty pews. It's great. It's what a blessing. We can fill, I expect they'll be filled by uh, next year. Yeah. 
I, I, that's, I expect that. So, so, you know, we have an opportunity to make some invites here. And Christmas is a great time to do it. And guess what I have here? I have Christmas cards that we printed for the church. And guess what they look like on the inside? That. Isn't that nice? Isn't that a lovely scene? Yeah? And, and, and on the inside, what, he, what, what we thought was, we'll hand these out, okay? The Christmas family, a Christmas family reading. Isn't that beautiful? It's from Matthew and Luke. It's all it is is scripture. And it's there. And it's there. And you can read that to your family. Or read it to friends. Or I'll tell you what you could do. Get your phone out and read it over the phone. And send it to your family and friends. And, and if you've got a fire, have the fire on in the background. Make it, make it nice looking. And do a little, you know, it'd be nice. People will enjoy seeing it. And to the children maybe, you know, or just to your family. But it's a wonderful gift. Look at that. And just put some money in the offering. And these are available. They're, they're free of charge, as I understand. Just for an offering. Make an offering available. And the cards are here. And we have many that have been, many have been done. And I want us to do this with this. This is a mission. And what the Lord, the Holy Spirit, is speaking to you. Okay. <laughs> we heard about Daniela earlier and the man in the car garage. So the man in the car garage... She was prompted by the Holy Spirit to go and finally, you know, tell him. And she just said, I want to make it plain to him. She told me this, by the way, before she did it. And she said, now I'm going to go and I'm just going to tell him the gospel. And just make it plain and lay it out there. And you know what? Sometimes that's what we need to do. Because it's through the foolishness of preaching that salvation comes. So sometimes we don't understand it. We just lay it out there. This is the gospel. And so I want us to do something. I want us to pray and pray, who shall I hand this card to? What neighbor shall I go? You know, it takes courage sometimes. You go up to someone, it's a neighbor. You've, you've waved hello to the neighbor a few times. You've not really spoken to them perhaps much. And then you go up and you say, this card is for you. And it contains the truth of the Christmas season inside, straight from the Bible. And I felt that I should give it to you. And I wish you every blessing. Or something like that. Yeah. That would be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. Now, if we all do that, you see, God is, the Holy Spirit is moving on us. So we all do that. And we hand this to people. God will draw people in. And then uh, they'll, um, the kingdom grows that way. So as we close, we're going to do that. But I'm just going to get to point five. And point five says this. It means supporting the testimony of my church by attending faithfully, by living a biblical godly life, by giving faithfully resources, skills, and time. So if you have resources, skills, and time, give it. There's plenty of things that are going on throughout the week. You know, this week we've been so busy. I, I've been hanging decorations on the tree there with the parents of toddlers group. We were singing carols outside on the Friday night. We went into the local restaurant. We sung some carols. There's all sorts of things going on. And so I want to invite you to really be a part and be involved and enjoy involvement here. So everyone, let's pray now. Stand with me, please. <clears throat> so 
Father, we thank you, Lord, for these wonderful, this wonderful time that we've had. A time, Father, where we've put you first place. Father God, a time where you've spoken to us. Thank you, Father God. We give you all the praise. We give you all the praise, oh Lord. Give you all the praise, oh Lord. All the praise. Anyone need a special miracle today? A healing. See that hand up in the back. Father, I thank you, Lord, for your power manifesting from the top of my sister's head to the soles of her feet. Life of God going through her body in Jesus' wonderful name. We give you praise. Thank you, Father, for that which you alone do. And so, Father, we thank you for those cards, Lord, those Christmas cards. And we ask, Lord, that we would be diligent servants of Christ. That, Father God, as you have called us to go and tell this gospel message, we will employ those cards and go and give those cards out. That, Father God, we give them out, though, to the people that you're leading us to give them out to. So I know that there'll be some people, Lord, that you would have prepared to hear those cards. And so, Father, I ask that each one here now, within the sound of this prayer, is sensitive to that call. And that, Father God, we will take those cards, and as we give them, Lord, we'll be ministering your gospel in Jesus' wonderful name. We thank you, Lord, for the fruit that will come from that operation. We give you all the praise. We give you all the praise. Thank you, Father. Let's close with a final carol. And we give him all the praise. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah.